The Low Post is brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. And now, The Low Post. Welcome to the Pandemic Post Finals Instant Buzzer Reaction Podcast Season 2, the season nobody was waiting for, with Brian Windhorst and Mr. Windhorst. First of all, how are you doing tonight? Not Season 2. Oh, no. Not not again. Oh, no. We're back, baby. Um, Well, we got got a treat. Game 1, pretty much a start-to-finish Phoenix win. Lead got as high as 20. Got cut down to seven by a frisky Milwaukee small ball switch everything look, which I'm sure we'll talk about. But the small ball was not a fail-safe. Phoenix pulled back away at the end. DeAndre Ayton, 22 and 19 on 8 of 10 shooting in his first finals game. Devin Booker, 16, seven, I'm sorry, 27, 6 and 3. 10 free throws and the free throw edge was massive for the Suns in this game in his first finals game. But the point, God. Has arrived. The point god is here. Hear ye, hear ye. The point god is in the finals. 32 and 9 on 12 of 19 shooting and straight up cooked, barbecued, filleted every Milwaukee Bucks big man to the point that they took him all out of the game. And then he filleted Bryn Forbes and then he filleted Pat Connaughton and the game was over. Chris Paul is in the finals. The Bucs need to find a little bit better of a defensive answer, although according to our buddy Ben Falk's site, Cleaning the Glass, Phoenix's offense was good but not great and really needed the free throws, 26 free throw attempts, I think a plus 10 edge in attempts to be good. Their defense was really good. Maybe that's Milwaukee missing some bunnies. We can talk about that. But Chris Paul's the lead here, isn't it, Wendy? Yeah, um, he's like um, the short order cook at like the busiest restaurant, the busiest diner at the big at the busiest truck stop in America because he has all the moves. He can flip the flapjacks, he can you know scramble eggs and sunny side up eggs and gr- grill toast on the grill and he's cleaning the grill at the same time and it looks like he's got four hands. Everything that gets to him he computes it. He finds angles. He's he's like the best angle player I've ever seen. Not just where he moves on the court, but the way he creates shooting angles. He's like um when you were a kid, did you ever watch on ESPN when they would have billiards on and these oh, yeah. amazing people would play nine ball and you'd be like how is he going to hit the, or how is she, he or she going to hit that shot? You know, what, what was the name of the woman, the black widow? I can't remember her real name. And it would be like, they just knew every angle to hit every ball. And like, you'd say, there's no way they're going to make that. And they would just do it because they've, they got their 10,000 hours. Well, he's got his 10,000 hours and you just see him, you know, just, just, I could go on and on like a conductor. Like, you know, I've compared him to short order cook, billiard pro and conductor. I mean, just watching him operate at the mastery level. And I don't even think he played like otherworldly. I mean, I've obviously seen him play better, but under the circumstances, just had it under control and, and watching him do it and draw fouls and bait and, and hunt the switches he wanted. Oh, here was a switch. No, I don't like that switch. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do another switch. I mean, um, 
And you could tell his teammates have such comfort with him. I mean, the way Aiden was playing with him. I mean, there was a one moment, I think it was in the third quarter, where he comes over and just puts his like forehead against Aiden's, like and he's just smiling. And I just think about early in the season when he was just screaming at Aiden nonstop. Um, yeah, just uh, what a Chris Paul game. But, you know, the thing about it is, what was the real difference in the game? What is the Phoenix Suns? I don't know if it's their greatest weapon, but it's one of the great weapons that they have, and that is at the foul line, Zach. They are the greatest free-throw shooting team in NBA playoff history. And they went 25 of 26, and it wasn't until the last minute Jay Crowder missed a free throw. And they made how many more free throws than the Bucks did? Uh, let me look it up in front of me. 25 for the Suns. 25 for the Suns, 9 uh, okay. for Milwaukee. Because you always got to factor in the Giannis is going to get to the line a bunch and miss a bunch. By the way, I, I, I hope at some point in my life I can do something with the enthusiasm with which the Suns fans counted down the Giannis. I mean, those guys are like more enthusiastic than a boxing referee counting to 10 for a They're all – it was just – the facial expressions. I I would watch a, just a fan cam for the honest countdown, which, by the way, I just still love. I think I hope it carries over into the regular season. I absolutely love it. Yeah, the vigor. I mean, you know, every all eighteen thousand are into it. But so they had sixteen more free throws and they won by thirteen. I know that it's it's not really that simplistic, and a lot of the Suns did a lot of things really well. But they're they are great in close games because of their free throw shooting. The early on in this game. Uh, they got with their free throw shooting. And, you know, you say Booker played great. Booker was 8 of 21. He played an average game, but he was awesome at the foul line, 10 of 10. And that made up the difference for him. And so, you know, it's a basic thing, but they make their free throws. They make their free throws, and it makes a difference. Well, well, when I previewed the, the finals yesterday, I, I mentioned this. these are two of the best teams at not – Valing and Phoenix also does not get to the line hardly all there 29th in free throw rate and I said if one of these teams can squeeze out an edge at the foul line or in the possession game and Phoenix did did both tonight because really it felt like Milwaukee had a million offensive rebounds they had nine they just missed all these tippins in the first half and Phoenix won the turnover battle and they got to the line and they made shots and, and Milwaukee was number one in the league in lowest foul rate. They're the lowest foul rate in the league. So for Phoenix to squeeze that out, and look, I, a couple of things on CP and Booker. Number one, when they were getting those switches with Portis and Lopez, I just thought they just made this, They particularly Booker, made simple plays. When the help converged, he kicked it out and trusted his teammates. Bridges hit a big three, and Paul hit a big three off Booker passes, or he just drove in and got to the line. Just simple. Don't overthink it. Just beat the big guy and f- figure out what comes next. And CP, you mentioned the wizardry. One of the biggest shots of the game was when they had Portis in the game at center and they were switching. I think it was, it was early in the fourth quarter. Maybe I can't remember when. No, it couldn't have been early in the fourth quarter because they were small by then. I don't know. It all bleeds in. And he was approaching, um, he was approaching a pick from whoever was the screener, and he did the Smitty fake spin where he rejected the pick because he knew they were going to switch. So I'm going to reject this pick. Got in the lane, kicked it out to Booker for a three that put them, I think, back up 10 after the lead had gotten down to seven. So it must have been the fourth quarter. I got to check my Bobby Portis notes. I'm pretty sure he was in the game. Um, <laughs> just, but just like he he had these genius 
these genius plays and whatever whatever the Bucks defense threw at the pick and roll attack, those guys had an answer except for that little stretch in the second half where the small ball Bucks um kind of switched everything and bogged them down. And we saw the Clippers do that to them in the conference finals, but they just sort of figured their way out of it and they figured the, their way out of this. And one of the ways they did that was their defense, I thought, was pretty good. Yeah, um, they kept, so um, Milwaukee was in the last round, I want to say they shot about 60, uh, between 65 and s- somewhere on the 65% in the, um, in the restricted area. Uh, or in the paint, I should say. In this game, they were 21 of 41 in the paint, and they did miss just some bunnies that that knocked that down. But um, 20, the, 24 of 52 on twos overall, which is 46%. Right. And so they've obviously dominated in the paint. They were averaging um, 60 points in the paint uh, in the last round, which, you know, uh, Phoenix is, is, a, is a better defensive team than Atlanta is, and, and they defend the paint better um, in this game. The Bucks got outscored in the paint. So they get outscored in the paint 44-42. They just can't survive that. They have to win the paint. And then they get outscored at the line by 16. That's not a formula to win. Um, I will say, and I know Mark Jackson made this point during the game, um, it's easy as we look at the weeds as we're watching how the game's playing out and breaking down individual uh, um, strategic points. I have to say, I, I, it's remarkable that Giannis uh, played in this game and looked moderately effective. I know that he did not have his best game. He only took 11 shots, which is, um, you know, below his standard. He did have, uh, he did have 17 rebounds. Um Considering that I was afraid he tore multiple ligaments in his knee, and I was thinking that we were going to have a a year without Giannis, and then oh, I was so relieved that he didn't tear his knee up and that he would not be out, um, but just didn't know what he would be able to do in this series. The fact that he was able to come back in this game and look, you know, representative of who he is. I mean, that's a huge win for Milwaukee. I don't know if they're going to win the series, but the fact that he's there and contributing from game one, I mean, that's a huge factor in this thing. And and I think that I think the Bucks probably feel like there's certain things that they can clean up, but they are, Zach, going to have to figure out how they want to play the pick and roll, what they want to do with Brooke Lopez, because obviously that was the number one line on the Suns game plan was attack Brooke Lopez. Well, look, I, I do think the Bucks have some things to be encouraged, but we always get become prisoners of the moments. Every playoff game feels like the end of the world for everybody. And it's not um, number one. Giannis looked okay. I don't think he looked great. Uh, particularly uh, other than that chase down block, which was like, Oh my God. But that was um, an incredible play. And he had a couple of like great, post up moves i mean like he didn't he didn't look like he was afraid of that knee no he dunked right on deandre ayton's face i mean just just bullied him under the basket dunked on his face and jeff van gundy was like man he just moved he just moved deandre ayton so Giannis looked good you'll shoot better from two and i do think um look the the small ball got them back into the game and it felt like oh that's it that's how they just have to play they have to get to that sooner and i think they did wait too long in the first half to get to that look but what you saw with their small ball groups is their their best small ball lineup has Connaughton, Tucker, and Giannis. Like 
two okay three-point shooters, one of whom is really just a corner shooter in Tucker, and Giannis, who's like you're throwing a party every time he shoots a three. And against a great defense, and this is the best defense they've faced so far in the playoffs with apologies to their prior opponents, that lack of shooting began to feel scrunchy. You couldn't get anywhere to help it. Which is why I put Bryn Forbes in the game. And then they start to say, well, we can only have one of Connaughton and Tucker on the floor. So here comes Teague. Uh-oh, that's not going well, though. Teague made a, a couple shots in the first half. Okay, here comes Forbes. Oh, my God, they're hunting him on defense. Bring back Connaughton. Okay, we're out of answers. Long story short, they are going to have to get minutes from Brooke Lopez and Bobby Portis in this series. And I think I was not surprised they came out switching at all, given that they did it against Trey Young even at the end of the Hawks series. I just I said on the pod before game one with with Marcus Johnson and Kevin Pelton, I just think these guards are too good for you to make switching with Brooke Lopez your base defense. They're too lethal. They're too mean. They're just mean. They see that. That's just they're just getting nasty, and they're too good for you to drop way back unless your guards are incredible. And by the way, Drew Holiday had a stinker today. We should probably talk about that. He had a couple uh, of good defensive possessions, but it was not his game. No. Um, and I think, I just think we, we have seen Brooke Lopez be able to come out a little bit further to the level of the screen, eat up space and not get beat on the backside by eight. And you have enough capable. I just think there's a middle ground there that they're going to have to hit more while mixing it up. Because if you give those guys one look, you know, seven, eight possessions in a row, they're going to solve it. So I, I would, I think we're going to see a higher drop from Milwaukee in game two. Well, I have to also point out, I know this is really elementary, but it's still just human nature. The way that Trey Young plays the point and operates off the pick and roll, and the way that Chris Paul plays the point and operates off the pick and roll is vastly different. It's vastly different where on the floor they operate. It's vastly different what they go to with their strengths. And when you're a big man, trying to play angles and you've just spent two weeks dealing with Trey young. And now you're dealing with Booker and Chris Paul who hunt mid range shots. Unlike Trey young who hunts three pointers and will go farther and farther and farther away to get them. It does take some time to recalibrate. I'm sure they watch film. I'm sure they went over in practice, but um, Brooke got stuck in no man's land several times because he wasn't comfortable with where he was at. And, and look, this is what, you know, Bud is going to, Bud is going to, you know, he is not going to take Brooke Lopez totally out because this is, he has decided he is riding with Brooke Lopez. He, he, he will, he will accept at times looking foolish, having a bad possession or two because he likes what he can bring elsewhere with his defense at the rim and his stretching the floor. And so I just don't see them. I know that there are people who are like, stop playing Brooke Lopez. That's not going to happen. That's not who Mike Budenholzer is. Well, they're also out of guys. Like if you stop playing one guy, you're just, you're just, now you're playing Jeff Teague more. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for summer and warmer days. It's also the best time of the year to take a new look at your fitness routine, dial it up a notch, and continue powering on Peloton's varying class lengths were designed with your personalized training in mind. Whether you'd like to add a 10-minute course session at the end of your strength class or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes help you focus on your needs and goals. They are also made to challenge you with a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, okay? full body strength, marathon training, all created to grow your skills, 
or push you to improve in what you already excel in. Peloton's expert coaches and nonstop vibes, hashtag vibes, will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. And with a wide variety of options, whether you prefer to run outdoors, row, or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. That's OnePeloton.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. That's, I mean, it's just a limited number of So, So um, the other thing is... I thought their uh, Phoenix's defense was really good all game. And they had eight on Giannis, which was expected. And they had him drop on the pick and roll. I think they could actually switch with him a little bit more, but they didn't do that. They they dropped and he was really good. And the guards were good getting over and the backside help was good when they needed it to be. All that was really good. I thought Aiton had announced. There was that one play where I think Middleton lobbed it up uh, to Giannis and Aiton just smacked it away in midair. He, it was he, a great he, play. He, he was just reading it. He just saw it coming. By the way, um, Middleton was great tonight. Great. Yeah, Middleton Middleton and Holiday sometimes get lumped together as like the other two guys, and when one's bad, it feels like they're both bad. Middleton was the only thing keeping them within oh 18 God. points. I know. He made a couple of shots that just were lifesavers at the time. Um, You know, the, the, they have bridges on Middleton and Aiton on Giannis, and Middleton-Giannis is their best pick-and-roll combination. That's tough sledding, man, with those two guys. I also think Monty was smart. You in, He interspersed possessions throughout the game where Crowder took Giannis and Aiton took Lopez or Portis or whoever to just give them a different look of when we put Crowder on Giannis, we can switch some of those actions. So I, I just think they need to lean a little more into holiday Giannis pick and rolls because that's where Booker is. And I they just have to find a way. If I'm them, I'm like, Chris Paul's amazing. Amazing. Just tore us up. He's 35 or whatever he is. He's banged up all the time. I got to find a way to make him hurt on defense. And I know what you're going to say. He's guarding PJ Tucker. So is your solution really like I'm going to go ride some PJ Tucker screen and roll? You know, he's going to be the screener. But if you watch them, they will switch. And they did it a few times. If you do like a, a Drew Holiday PJ Tucker screen that's just kind of prelude to the real thing, you can get CP switched onto Chris Middleton. And CP is still a really good defender. Like, this is not saying he's a weak link or something to pick on. Like, remember, he ripped Chris Middleton right at the nail, just ripped him just in the Dirk spot, uh, right, right in an ISO. But I just think, like, I'm just making him work a little more because I want to wear him down. I want to see if I can kind of get under his skin or whatever. I, but, but so they have answers to go to. But Phoenix, man, just rock solid. Great performance. Yeah. Um, I'm a little bit worried. Um, not that this guy is vital in the series, but I'm worried about that Sarich injury. That looked bad. Um, so uh, I'm I'm a, I'm I'm afraid of what that injury is going to result. Not that that's a vital player, but they could have uh, they could lose him, and um, 
and then you know you you would look at there's certain players that Phoenix puts in the game that are not really offensive threats. And so your game plan may be to cheat off of those guys a little bit because Milwaukee's offense tonight was good enough to win had they been able to convert a few more bunnies. Their defense, what was, you know, they can't give up 118. They're not good enough to give up 118. So they've got to reduce the fouls, as you said, and they've got to just be a little bit better helping when uh, when when Paul and Booker hunt. And I think part of that's going to be to find the weakest defender. This is what happens in playoff series all the time. You find your weakest uh, offensive player, and you you use that guy to cheat off to help guard in the mid-range, to help Brooke Lopez out. So I think that'll be part of the game plan in game two. Um, but, you know, if you're a Suns fan, you're saying, well, Booker's going to, Booker's going to shoot better than eight of 21. And, you know, you may be right about that. If you're a Suns fan, what you're really saying is Suns in four. Suns in four <laughs> with the hands up. Suns in yeah, four. The way, he says, your chest. the way he said four is really what made that video. Um, uh, I don't even remember what the hell I was going to say. What made that oh. video was he smashed the guy down in Denver just to finish the guy off. The guy is, is wave the white flag. You know, he's got like blood on his hand. And then he recognizes that he's being videotaped and he's like, Oh no, I'm not worried that I just beat up a nuggets fan in the nuggets arena. I'm not worried that uh, I'm being videotaped and therefore maybe may face consequences. Oh, there's a videotape right there. Let me just remind you how this is going to go. That, Sir is a badass. Uh, Sarich is what I was going to talk about. Yeah, it's easy to dismiss him as not central, not not critical. But like Dante Divincenzo is critical. Like the fact that all that stuff I said about well, that small ball lineup is has yeah. one too too few shooters, so they need to play fours. He's not, like Divincenzo answers all of those questions. He's not a keystone to the lineup, but he just makes it better. And when you get to this point. The rotations get so small anyway. The margin between the teams at this level of quality is so thin that all that stuff matters. You saw as soon as Kaminsky came in, there was a run, pick, and roll of Kaminsky, run, pick, and roll of Kaminsky, run, right. pick, and roll of Kaminsky until Monty Williams and Jeff Van Gundy called it out on the broadcast. I guess he heard him call blitz, blitz, blitz. Look, if you're blitzing with Frank Kaminsky, the only answer <laughs> you really have is to take Frank Kaminsky out of the game. Right. And then they went with Crowder at center, which I just think between Bridges, Crowder, Johnson, Craig, they have enough big wings to ride out a Sarich absence by playing three of them at the same time. But yeah, I mean, every player, I was interested to see we were going to get some Lopez Sarich minutes, which could have been similar to the Cousins Sarich minutes from the conference finals, which were sort of a bellwether for how those games were going to go. Does Cousins beat the hell out of them and get some layups or does Sarich hit a couple of pick and pop threes? And like those little stretches within the game now Kaminsky can hit some pick and pop threes but he's just not as just not as good as Dario Saric right I was just man I just I didn't like what I saw there um but uh you have to figure that Giannis will improve as well so um you know if you're Milwaukee in this game you're looking at at this and saying there's some things that didn't go our way tonight and Giannis is going to play better and, um, you know, we'll shoot the ball better from three point range. They only, um, or actually they shot the ball well from three point range, I should say. Um, 
shot the ball really well from three point range. I didn't really realize that, um, mostly because of Middleton. But you, you know, there's some things you see if you're Milwaukee where you say we'll clean some stuff up, we'll be better with our pick and roll coverages. I, I think, I think Milwaukee probably doesn't feel awful about their situation. I don't think they're thinking <laughs> Suns and four right now. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call or click Granger.com or just stop by. One th- one thing they did was I'm looking at cleaning the glass box score right now. Only five percent of Phoenix's shots were corner threes, which is very low for them. And it they're, did feel- they're very good at that, though. They're one of the best in the league at defend at preventing the corner three. Right. That was a battleground that I had looked at. Like how many did they, and that is a bellwether for Phoenix, but they they survived it with isolation basketball, the long twos and and the free throws. And I also thought um, Milwaukee did not get all that much in transition. Well, actually, you know what? By by the cleaning of the glass, that's like they had a good transition game. It felt like the transition game was a little bit more equal than Milwaukee needs it to be. But maybe my eye test is totally wrong because cleaning the glass says it is. And I trust cleaning the glass to correct my eye test. But uh, I do agree that there are, are, are just mixing up the defense. There are ways for them to, to get better. But I just thought even early in the game, the way that they got eight in the ball – over over he hit a jump hook they lobbed it over the front a couple times cam johnson had that beautiful high low where he flashed up and got in the bucket like they just phoenix is a very creative resourceful team and i think that that really showed through in this game it was a fun game they also played zone to to, to the milwaukee shooting issues they also like hey well, you got all your bad shooters on the floor here's the zone deal with that I really, I really enjoyed watching this game. I thought there was great um, level of competition. It wasn't like a um, hugely impressive skill game where guys were knocking down threes on top of each other, which you know is something that everybody sort of enjoys these days. But the level of competitiveness in this game and Milwaukee, even though they kept falling behind, kept fighting back. I'm not so sure we needed to see Giannis play all the way to the buzzer, but fought well into the fourth quarter. It bodes well for the entertainment value in this series, I believe, um, because I think that these teams are relatively evenly matched, although Phoenix is playing very clean basketball right now. And um, you can just see you can just see how well organized and well coached they are. Uh, you can feel it as you watch them. And so maybe some of that's uh, rubbing off because Chris Paul's out there orchestrating it. But that that could be a difference, but I, I did feel like this was a really nice competitive game. And I think hopefully will will result in, you know, six or seven of these. Yeah, I thought it was a fun game. I, I wish it had been closer, but I, I thought it was a well played yeah, game. I agree. Um and we even had like and and some of those shots when it got down to seven and nine, like campaign had a little stretch where he he beat Middleton on a couple of switches. That's another thing. Like we saw Trey Young go at Middleton, like hunt Chris Middleton. 
toward the end of that series. We saw a little bit of it um, tonight, and that that's sort of an interesting uh, an interesting thing to watch as well, just how they how they navigate it. But Phoenix is is a really um, it's a really rock solid team. But I agree with that. I thought it was I thought it was a fun, well played game. Hopefully, we get um, a, a couple of couple more close ones. Yeah, and uh, by the way, Bobby Portis, his magical run d- during the uh, last series, he uh, thudded back to earth tonight. Um, he obviously is not going to be that guy who was in Game Five in in Milwaukee uh, in the last round against Atlanta, but he can't be that Bobby Portis. He's got to have more of an impact on this game, even if they hunt him and uh, put him in bad matchup situations. He's got. You know, Bobby Porras has got to put more of a fingerprint on this game, um, especially with, as you mentioned, how thin Milwaukee, you know, is at, at this point. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't really know what else to say. It was a good game. Phoenix yeah. is really good. They played really well, and Milwaukee played okay. Great crowd. Uh, Milwaukee played just okay, and you know, you just hope that that Giannis can be even more giannis But the other thing I, I will say is I think the Clippers series ended up being good preparation for the Suns because they played a team that for a long stretch of that series was, okay, we're not playing our centers. We're going to play five out. Now they played Zubats and Cousins a fair bit. We're also going to play five out. And, you know, I have a piece coming out on Aiton and his defense and his improvement. And Mark Bryant told me, the Phoenix big man assistant coach told me, that Clippers series, he called it the aha series for Aiton's defense. Like we were able to keep him on the floor against a five out team. And it didn't, there were not a lot of moments where it felt like he was a fish out of water. He was helping. He wasn't helping guys were raining corner threes on him. And one of the things that I liked for Phoenix in this series is he guards Giannis anyway. And so when Milwaukee downsizes, it's not a big adjustment for him. He's still guarding the rim runner. He's still guarding the roller. Like Phoenix can just kind of play normal. They don't have to toggle the matchups. And I think you did feel that as, yeah, the, the Bucks small ball lineup made a run, but they sort of hit it back, stabilized. And uh, and Aiton just, I mean, he's not going to get a lot of love because of Chris Paul's game, but he's just, every minute he's out there, you feel him. You're not worried about him making mistakes anymore, and he's just a force around the basket. That's the thing. Like, I'm not talking about a year ago. I'm not talking about six months ago. I'm talking about like in the near past. Suns fans would tear their hair out over Aiton because on Tuesday he'd be great, and on Thursday he'd be absent-minded. On Friday he'd be amazing. On Sunday he'd be a space cadet. Um, and you know, they were begging him to keep up his focus, keep up his aggression. And he would show these flashes and you'd be like, Oh my God. And here we are where the games and stakes are so high and he is delivering every single game for him to play in his first finals game, 22 and 19, six of six at the foul line, strong defense, doing everything he needed to do for him to deliver that type of game. And Booker to play very seasoned, even though he wasn't amazing. If you play very seasoned and under, under control, this was these guys' first finals game. First finals game. You know how LeBron played in his first finals game? He was a dog. It was You couldn't believe how poorly he played in that situation. So, I mean, the fact that Aiden is consistent night in and night out and has been for a couple of months now, 
I mean, it's a huge difference maker for Phoenix. I mean, they got a lot going for them right now, but that's a really big thing. And I, you know, I'm sure that Monty, you know, says, well, this is what we've been building towards, you know, for years here. But they've even got to be surprised that he has turned into this kind of force steady at this, you know, all of a sudden at this rate. And, and to your point, I don't even think the Bucks, the Bucks like they missed some twos, they fouled too much, but and the switching defense looked bad at the point of attack, but I even thought their defense behind that was pretty good. Like they would scram small guys out of the post. They would switch and re-switch. They would force them to throw these lobs over fronts and Phoenix just problem solved it. And some of the problem solving was simple. They have two absolute all NBA level guards that toasted guys left and right, crossed them up, hit jumpers over them. I don't know who Devin Booker, Devin Booker got Bryn Forbes on him on one possession. I think it was Bryn Forbes late in the game and went into just full on, shake and bake just just i'm going to rise up right over your face and you can't do anything about it i love when devin booker gets a little nasty like that and just a really good game from the suns but i i hope I, i'm hoping for another good competitive well-played game but the phoenix suns are up 1-0 in the nba finals the bucks have to search for some answers hope for some better luck and free throws and all that but Kind of as expected, frankly. I expected two good teams yeah. to play two well, two good teams to play pretty well strategically. Nothing really shocked me in how either team approached the series or their rotations or anything like that. And you know, it it feels like they're walking into this pretty evenly matched. Everybody knows there's a lot of cards already on the table. Maybe there's a couple cards I don't expect that are going to be played. It just feels like two really good teams going at each other. I think it could be fun. And Giannis playing a significant role, which we didn't know 24 hours ago. May he did. He'd seem like he did. Um, but, uh, we didn't. And, uh, so that's a, that's a big factor in favor of this being a good series. All right, Wendy, I'm going to go drink a beer and go to bed. I'll see you and review some notes. I'll see you. We'll do this again after game two. Brian, everybody joint low post hoop collective. Always a good time. See you, Wendy. Enjoyed it.